welcome to the Soul Talk Podcast. This is your host, Jeffrey Tastic, or better known as J. Jeff or JT, if you listen to some of the previous episodes. Here we talk about people's stories, passions, and interests in hopes of inspiring you, the listener, in pursuit of being a soul in today's world. And this is Soul Talk. Let me start off by saying thank you. Thank you to anyone who has listened to any of the episodes. If this is your first episode, I highly recommend that you listen to the first episode and at least one of the following episodes where I bring on a guest to kind of get an understanding of what this podcast is going to be about. I know it was far from perfect, but I'm learning and I'm happy to start going through the process of improvement, trying new things and fixing some old habits. My voice is something I just can't get over, but also can't change, so I hope you guys aren't turned away by it. Anyway, this episode will be a format that I want to kind of instill in the podcast, like a week recap talking about some of the things that happened in my life, and maybe even some important events happening around the world. Just putting things that I like out there and hopefully finding their importance in the lives of others as well. But also just what's to come on the podcast, new guests and such. I'm thinking this will be an episode that comes out at the start of the week today. I'll introduce it. And then it will be followed by an episode with a guest later that same week. Let's just say it's subject to change for now, but I kind of want to see where this goes. In general, I really want more people to get into listening to podcasts, even if it's not mine. Podcasts are such a great outlet, in my opinion, of course. The norm is always reverting to music, but there's no way you want to listen to music all the time. Like I said, in the first episode, I think podcasts are underrated. I hope to change that, but I think it's because people can't find a podcast that suits them. And to that, I say you're not looking hard enough. There's a lot of great ones. You just got to find them. As for listening to them, I've recently found to be the most enjoyable place to listen to podcasts is in my car. Some people like to do it while they work out, others while commuting somewhere by foot, public transportation, or just when they're at home. I think all places are great. I prefer while commuting for sure. So I encourage you to try to find a podcast that you like or even just stick with mine. Another reason is that sometimes it's hard to listen to. You get lost in the mix, and that might be a problem with my podcast for now, but I'm working on it. Anyways, these past episodes took me some time to put out, but the benefits I got after doing such were well worth it. And not direct benefits, but just overall feeling, or I guess you could say peace of mind. But additionally, some of the support that I had received, and some that almost seemed unimaginable. I want to dive a little bit into this idea. When you do things that you have a true passion for, magical things happen. That's just how it works. I put out these episodes with no intention of getting any type of benefits, at least not yet. I know how these things work. You have to gain traction, build an audience, all things that are hard to do, especially on a platform like a podcast. I wasn't worried about it then, not now. I like a challenge, especially when it has to do with the concepts of business. Maybe some friends will repost, but with my record, so to speak, I wasn't expecting too many to do so. I'm really about my business, learning, creating, all things that are contrary to the average 18-year-old. More specifically, I'm not a party guy. I like to stay out of the way, move militant, but passionately, just by myself. I often think my superpower is being able to entertain myself when most people will be bored out of their mind during a time like we had last year in a lockdown. I say all that to say I got more support than I had imagined. Old friends, older dudes. Some that I was kind of like, really? I don't think I've talked to you for some time, or let alone ever. <laughs> Jokes, but I truly appreciate all the support. Really, it means a lot. I have no hate in my heart for anyone. I'm a loving soul. I just might have some ideas and beliefs, but those are all contrary to my feelings and how I act in real life. But if you've not supported me, I get that too. Maybe your timeline has nothing to do with me, and that's how it was supposed to be. But just be open to listening in if it's eating away at you, like I think it might be for some people. Again, I have no hate in my heart. I want everyone to win. 
So I'm not here looking at the people who I didn't get support from. Like Drake said, they said, take the good with the bad, I'll take it without. Always looking at the positives, but more importantly, just looking at myself and focusing on the things that I'm doing and pushing that to the max. Speaking of celebrities, if you follow either my personal IG account or the podcast account at the Soul Talk Pod, follow it if you haven't so already on Instagram and Twitter. You would have seen that Kevin Garnett, or better known as KG, had reposted the challenge that I had done on Instagram. Again, no intention of it getting reposted by a celebrity, let alone anyone. I just kind of did this for people to really think about what they like or who they like better. The challenge begged the question, if you had five dinner guests, who would they be and why? That's a really hard question. There's so many great people. You got to decide if you're bringing moms or pops or a friend, this actor over another. Like, who's going to blend the conversation while I'm sitting there just in awe? Which is partly the reason I chose KG. But the challenge ran that you pick those five people, found them as a sticker on the IG story option, and tag them. Using one of the graphics on the account and maybe writing a little bit about why you picked those five people as well. Funny enough, one of my choices, KG had reposted my story post. But not only had he reposted on his story, he added a comment. You for sure know that I was losing my mind, calling anyone and everyone. There was no way that happens just out the blue, especially when I had started that Instagram profile, what, the day before? I had to do something that matched ultimate energy. And I guess the world just returned that to me. Side note, I had a funny feeling about something happening that night. Again, no expectations. I really was just curious to see what others would put. Usually famous people have social media managers. You got people DMing famous people every second just because they can. Again, literally no way this happens. And the fact that he added the comment was just that cherry on top. Ultimately signified that he saw it and processed it and added his idea and or understanding. But let me know though, if you think KG's comment was negative below, I'll have a post of it on Twitter where you can see what he replied and you guys can just reply on there or here below if you'd like. I really want to know. I talked to a lot of people about it. Everyone for the most part says positive. Still, I feel it's kind of negative, but who knows? Maybe he'll reply to that thread as well and we can stop guessing. Just go and put what you think. What a guy though, right? I devoted a post to him on the podcast account. If you haven't seen that already on, again, the IG at the Soul Talk pod. That event meant so much to me. A guy I truly have ultimate respect for. Such a passionate soul. I feel like you can learn so much from him. But just so animated. Like, dude to me is so funny. A little scary too, but you get what I mean. I mean, that dude is almost seven feet and looks like he might just break you into pieces like Thanos or something. But yeah, being so humble, but more importantly himself. We need another movie with him though. Go watch Uncut Gems if you haven't already. Pretty sure that's his first movie he's ever played in or at least had a big part in. That combo of Adam Sandler and KG will just knock your socks off. I promise. I had to watch it two times and will most likely likely watch it another two times at least now that it's out on Netflix. Moving on that next morning, which was a Monday, I have felt so motivated to get things going for the day. Get a workout in and kind of just keep learning and pushing content out. This was the Monday after I had released my first episode and got all of this great things happened to me. But I really felt sold. S-O-U-L-E-D. Not too sure if that's even a word, but whatever. Just a really good feeling. I thought the day couldn't get any better until my favorite artist, Gunna, announces that he would be dropping his long-awaited album, Drip Season 4, on Thursday of that week. Again, the announcement comes after I dropped the episode. This album was expected last year. Like, come on, man. Anyways, by now, I'm sure everyone has heard his album. He's trending everywhere, and it's crazy. His album was really good. 
The only issue I had was that I heard almost all the songs before through snippets as he basically leaked all of the main parts. If you're a real Gunna fan, you know what I'm talking about. Regardless, this is probably his best album yet. I'm going to be a little biased because Dripper Drown 2 came at such a perfect time for myself and that album did so much for me during that time. I really fell in love with his music through that album and started going through his musical archive, you could say, and really appreciating what his music is for that matter. Side note, I listened to Drip Season 3 as well as Drip Season 2 before that time, but failed to connect with those albums as a whole at that time. Now they sit probably second and third respectively after re-listening to them, really getting into Dripper Drown 2. He really is the only artist, at least that I know of, that delivers his song with such a profound execution. Like he's one with the beat that's playing in the background. Most rappers now are usually on top of that beat. And how he matches that with his producers is on a whole other level. Shout out his producers, Wheezy, Turbo, Metro, Taurus, and some of the other guys, and of course Gunna himself. I hope one day I can hold a conversation about their creative work and come on the show. Looking at it now, the support is so strong, but just know I was one that definitely was admired long before of Gunners and the producers as well. Uh, what was your favorite song in the album? Let me know below or on Twitter. Personally, this is a no-skip album. If I had to choose a top three that I'm really into right now, in no particular order, I'm going with A Lot of Cake, South to West, and Flooded. Those songs are really just speaking to me at the moment, and uh, yeah, they're repeat nonstop in my car, so... Ah, but I can't leave out Pushing P. Come on, Future in there. G Herbo, I'm missing me. Too many good ones. I love this thing, Pushing P. I believe it stands for a few words. Play and push. Pushing P. I love that. It's just how you carry yourself. Nothing against anybody, I don't think. Uh, but we haven't even heard what could be the best one in Drake's featured song, P Power. Reportedly gonna announce that the song might be coming out today from a show in New York, but who knows. Either way, I cannot wait to listen to the deluxe. Also, if you saw his cover, I'm sure you thought it was cool. If you don't know already, that was a collaboration with an artist named Daniel Arsham. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, and that's his style of work, famously known on doing it on Pokemon characters. I've liked this art for a while, just a big artist in general. He works with a lot of brands and his collaborations with brands like Ikea, Fragment, and many more. Most recently, he became the creative director for the Cleveland Cavaliers, an NBA team, which I think is so dope. Go check out his work on Instagram and Daniel, come on the show, bro. Moving on, Tuesday I had a pleasure to practice with my former water polo team. This was last week, so winter break for most high schoolers. And winter break for me as well. I'm a college student, but whatever, that's not important. What is important, though, is what's going on with COVID. The virus has gotten really bad in terms of spreading, as I'm sure you guys all know. I really feel like we could have a second lockdown. I know some cities have already had some sort of lockdowns, and it's crazy, man. I haven't gone to school the whole school year and now they're turning back to online learning again for some extended weeks and not that i want to go to school so bad but i feel it's something you have to experience this online learning is really not efficient for students like me i hate having to sit on the screen let alone not being able to just focus for a long period of time on something especially if it's not interesting to say the least i've been online learning for like two and a half years at this point and this sounds crazy at the end of the day i have no right to complain People have it much worse, and like I say, I always try to look for the positives instead of dwell on the negatives. This time has certainly been a blessing in that of giving me more time to do what I actually want to do, and thankfully I've been able to stay healthy during this time. I want to send my prayers to everyone who might be fighting with this virus. Just myself, I know a lot of people who have gotten it recently, and it sucks. Stay safe, wear a mask, you know the deal. So Wednesday, I got the pleasure to interview a good friend of mine and Theo. 
make sure you listen to that episode if you haven't already. Just having such an authentic conversation felt so good. I found out some things that I would have never known otherwise, and I'm sure he did too. I love the way he talked about just his work ethic, understanding of family, and the game of water polo. Real curiosity, understanding shit that most people can't even begin to understand. Shout out to Theo. Just talking to him, I feel he felt really good about the conversation as well. I know I came out of the recording full of energy again, just sold like I did from the first episode. He's like really into what I'm doing and I can't appreciate him enough as well. Sometimes you can really feed off others and their energy and just put in more fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? Anyways, I sent him a reply to one of his texts that wrote, I feel like we never really talk like that. And I wrote back 100%. Everything pushes passive conversation. And even though that's somewhat of a personal understanding, I want others to understand what that means. School pushes passive conversation. Sports push passive conversation. Your day job pushes passive conversation. The cause of that is structure. We are found to do tasks and forget about emotion and empathy. And it all starts with oneself. I started this podcast for a reason. That episode was a true testament that people don't really know each other. Like, how could I have ever asked those questions in a real life setting? I couldn't, really. That's the structure and society we live in. Let alone, there's usually not enough time in a day, like I mentioned in the episode. You do one thing, two things. By the time you end the third thing, it's 8 p.m. I hate when people act like they know someone with phrases like, that's my guy. Like, why is he your guy? They probably can't even explain. An example of a reply somebody would give me is like, oh, like, we play basketball together. So what? Like, where's the, that real connection? And that's a problem with all sports and just life in general. I see it everywhere. Passive conversation is everywhere. Literally. Like, yes, you can be passionate about the sport, but what about the sport? Are y'all in love with the sport and the plays? Are y'all constantly helping each other? on and off the core with deeper understandings? Or is it just something you do to pass time? Like it takes real connection to know someone. You can live with someone and still know nothing about them. I know a bunch of people who know very little about their parents, if anything at all. Some dudes aren't interested in knowing any of it. I can understand that. And some situations aren't built for it. But I don't know if I can respect it in the proper setting. Like you don't want to know where the blood you carry came from. Anyways, just do things that challenge systems. At one point, jobs will be replaced by robots. What's that going to leave you to do? Find those things that make you happy, find connections, ask questions, maybe even help others. Just be a soul. Be a soul, not a body. Everything starts with conversation. Stop the passive conversation, or bullshit in other words. Gary Vee said something I heard the other day about this topic. Like someone asks, um, how's Sally? Like, bro, Sally, it's you and me right now. What does Sally have anything to do with our time right now? Anyways, I ended that day with such high energy. The next day, I had to run errands, drive my little brother to his basketball game, which ended up getting canceled because of COVID. More specifically, someone getting infected on the other team, yada yada. But I wasn't mad at it. The drive was crazy through downtown, passing by Dodger Stadium on a sunny day. Mind you, it had been great all that week for the most part. Just impeccable views, scenic ride, whatever. Crazy to have had such a nice day that day. Ended that day with editing Theo's episode up until its release with Brian's episode this Monday. On Friday, I had to drive my brother to the same place and watch somewhat of a good game. Uh, basketball has completely gone down the drain as far as competition in earlier stages, in my opinion, compared to what it used to be. Somewhat understandable with COVID, but I'll touch on that in a later episode. It was almost refreshing to see a game that was alright and me being passionate just seeing my brother play and trying to put myself in his shoes. Funny enough, it had been against my former team in that at Fairfax. But even more funny enough, I want to talk about the sneakers that these kids had on. 
Sneakers are something I'm passionate about, and it will definitely be covered greatly through this podcast. So one of these dudes on my brother's team had the BB Adapts, which is, if you don't know already, is Nike's self-lacing basketball shoe. Cool nonetheless, but, but what was funny was that he didn't have them charged. So they were constantly flashing green lights on the court, on and off. But the shoes I want to focus on are another shoe. You had one kid on each of the teams wearing LaMelo Ball's shoe. They're called the Puma MB1s, not from here. Very specific name, but oh well. It's an all red flashy shoe which speaks to his identity with some nice details. But just from the name, you can tell it's somewhat corny, at least to me. If you don't know who LaMelo Ball is, look him up. They're basically a basketball prodigy out of a small city in Chino Hills, California. At this point, I'm convinced at least every 15 to 21 year old knows who he is. Additionally, you got 101 and rare, some of the sayings on the shoe, but whatever. Melo was somebody that I looked at when I was in high school, even before entering my high school years. Him being like two years older than me, I kind of watched him like everyone else and what him and his brothers and the phenoms they were had been able to accomplish coming from California. As well as their former coach being the head coach for the varsity team my freshman year at Fairfax, Coach Bake. Dude was really skilled, I saw it at an early age, and I kind of want to compare myself to him, or at least wanted to, which was a mistake of mine. You never want to compare yourself to anyone. And basketball especially, because the game is what you make it. Anyone can play it, it's just how you're good at it and what you're good at. Playing to your strengths. You don't have to be an all-around player to be good, although that's what everyone thinks and why most people don't get anywhere with the sport, at least in my opinion. Melo was good at a lot of things. Placement, pass making, making plays, and just shooting the ball with such goddamn confidence. I made the mistake of looking at how he did things instead of how they came about. Anyways, fast forward my years of high school. Dude already has a shoe with a major brand and that of Puma. Just crazy to think. I remember watching videos of him on YouTube at Fairfax against them in different tournaments. All of it at such a young age. And just waiting to see the dude in the league and obviously all the great things he's doing in the basketball world now. Going back to my brother's game. They end up losing, but that's all right. After my brother's game, we go to the mall. And I'm looking for sneakers. More specifically, things to turn for a profit, which I'll get into in a later episode. But there's a line to check out at this particular store that I have found some shoes that I'd want to buy. I look at my phone, it's like 2 p.m. Okay, it was a Friday, but people aren't really off work yet. So I'm like, how's it a line? Like, it's kind of weird, odd, but whatever. Funny enough, I wait in line 10 minutes. I get to the checkout and have a small conversation with an employee. Really nice dude was helping me out. But another employee actually walks behind him as I'm about to be done checking out and places that same mellow shoe I had saw at the game on the counter, stating like it's a limited release, limited pairs. If you're into sneakers like I am, you're really into it. I know every shoe, more specifically, shoes that aren't necessarily hype. So just at the top of my head, I know that you can make some more money on top of those for the price that they were sitting at the store for. I've had also some pairs before of that same shoe, and I wanted a pair for myself as well. So I asked, could I get them? They say yes, but one per person. Okay, one per my brother and I. They're like, what sizes? I'm like, let me get the biggest sizes and the nine and a half, because in that shoe, bigger sizes go for more money and the nine and a half for myself to kind of commemorate those collection of moments in my life I had mentioned earlier. They came out with a 12 and 10, and I'm like, cool. Some other guy comes up and asks for them as well, a customer, reseller, I assume, as they like to say. And he's like, do you guys have a 10 and a half? And they go and check and end up actually bringing a 10 and a half out. Mind you, I asked for the biggest sizes and got a 10. And employee is held back almost fighting to say, we can't sell those because he intended to keep them for himself. 
they continue by offering him another size, a smaller size to be specific. The customer wasn't an asshole, but he was kind of uptight. He's like, no, I want this one. Why would you show me something I can't have? And technically he's right, but you know, the extra dollars he was going to make on a bigger size wasn't worth the hassle. And the store was basically forced to sell that employee's fare. So there I am in the position where I can kind of do something. So I offer that customer my size 10 to let the employee keep his 10 and a half. Because if it wasn't for me waiting in that line, that wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. I would have never even gotten one pair. Being the smart ass that he was, he asked for my 12. And I said, okay, let's do it. So they bring out another size and it actually happened to be a size nine and a half. The one I wanted originally for myself. So I end up getting my size and helping out a dude with his size. Sometimes you got to be the bigger person. Again, I didn't ask for anything in return. Somehow it came my way because what goes around comes around. But that doesn't happen every time either. I felt good helping out somebody else by itself regardless. Just going back a little bit. Employees are usually clumsy at these stores. They don't tell you exact information or sometimes just straight out lying. This time, who knows? But thankfully, I got my size and the guy thanked me and said he will pay back the favor. So I was more than happy with the situation, but... That's what comes with this game of flipping sneakers. Guys think it's an end game or something like that. They treat a cutthroat as if there's no other way to make money. But that's the thing. For a lot of people, that really is the case, or at least that's how they think. So they are going to fight for every dollar, and I can understand that because that's the situation they're in. They want the quick buck in and out and supplies to everything. People are just impatient overall. I kind of want to shed light on this and hopefully you guys listening in can take advantage of this and you know hopefully try to apply extra thinking. So yeah, just understand that and, and use it to your advantage, whoever's listening, apply extra thinking. As I left that store, I had remembered that my brother, before we even entered the mall, was talking about how he had worked as the ticket seller for one of these basketball tournaments at school helping out and that sort of thing after his game. He had told me how a guy gave him $50 for tickets and told him to keep the change. He had a few family members with him, but it didn't equate to $50 exactly, much less. He said he thought that was really cool. And I thought back to something Gary Vee had said that when he was little, he had a lemonade stand. One day a motorcycle driver passes by and gives him $20 for a cup of lemonade. He was charging like $2 or something. And he remembers that moment from way back when and will remember that for the rest of his life. In my brother's case, it wasn't for his direct benefit, but just seeing that someone would do that, pay extra, is ultimately what was cool to my brother. I went on to explain that money is not everything for everyone. He understands the cost for the school, same way the guy on the motorcycle driver just wanted to support the kid and Gary in his cause. I'll let you guys decide which side you ultimately want to be a part of in life, but that ultimately was a life lesson full effect for my brother at the mall that day, I think. Probably more valuable than what he was learning the other day of school or any day for that matter. And it was so cool for me to see the whole day unfold like that. Yeah, so that was my Friday along with the things I do on a day-to-day errands, work out, whatever. I spent my weekend with family running errands and editing, man. There was a release of a shoe on Saturday, but that wasn't anything big. I'll make sure to get into some of the more big releases as they come out this year. So yeah, that was basically my week. As far as future guests look like, look out for Brian's part two and newer guests as well. I'm looking to start bringing in some older people, business people to be specific. I can't wait for that. Uh, this is considered a business podcast, but life lessons and things like that can be used to further business, like stories I mentioned today and ones with Brian and Theo before. Anyways, I hope you guys really got something out of this episode. I'm looking to just keep building. And yeah, on that note, be a soul, not a body. Peace. Thank you.